And Paul said the alternative to losing hope. I gave you the reason. Now he said the alternative is this. And this is my text. Rather we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Now this is where I've been for the last few Sundays in this verse, verse number two. There is an alternative to losing hope. It is, number one, the way we minister. We renounce secret and shameful ways. Two, we do not use deception. And three, we do not distort the Word of God. Paul said, why don't I lose hope? He said, this outward man may be perishing. In other words, this body may be aging, slowing down. Nobody in here has had any of that experience, I'm sure. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. You know what? Listen, you don't have to become senile. You don't have to have dementia. You do not have to become feeble-minded. You can have your mind renewed day by day by the Word of God and by the power of God so that even though your body becomes weaker and weaker, your spirit man becomes stronger and stronger. God lives in us. Paul said it's twofold. Our inward man is being renewed, but also, secondly, he said, I do this. And this is what you got to do, church. This is what you got to do. You got to fix your eyes. What's that mean? You fix your gaze. You fix your attention. You fix your hope on what? On things that are not seen instead of the things that are seen. Quit reading the papers. Quit listening to the news. It's all bad. <laughs> look to God. Look to heaven and say, listen, enough bad news. I sure could use a little good news today. And if you want to find it, I'll tell you where to find it. And it's in the word of God. There's good news in the Word of God. So we fix our eyes, Paul said, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. What if every time you come to church, you had to be ready to preach? Would it make any difference in the way you prepared to come to church? Do you realize, ooh, ooh, I just got to chase this rabbit. Give me a minute. <laughs> I was reading the other day, and it was about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ preparing for the Sabbath. Beloved, do we prepare to come to church? Do we prepare for the Sabbath? Do we prepare our hearts and minds? Or do we just show up looking like, and well, I shouldn't say looking like, some people look like, but some people act like they just crawled out of bed. You know, it, it doesn't matter what time I start this service, some of you can't get here. I've come to that conclusion. If I start at 10.30, you'll get here at 10.45. If I start at 11 o'clock, you'll get here at 11.15. You know, that's the way Spanish uh, culture is, you know. They don't go by clocks. They just show up whenever and leave whenever. <laughs> well, we leave whenever, but, you know, anyway. If you had to preach, I guarantee you, if you knew on Saturday that you might have to preach on Sunday, it would make a difference in what you do on Saturday. Yeah, you would. Come on, grandson-in-law. That's my grandson-in-law. He said I'd spend a lot more time on my face. Amen? 
You would, wouldn't you? It wouldn't be just Pastor Jim sitting there on his couch with a laptop in his, in his lap every night, five days a week or four days a week, and on Saturday, you'd be doing it too, wouldn't you? 